0: This is totally not dancing, and you're listening to the
1: Shred Shack.
0: Greetings folks, I'm Dan Mack. And this is Chris Mack. Welcome to you to episode 103 of the Shred Shack Podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal, airing bi-weekly on iTunes, Mixcloud, and Google Play for now, as well as on YouTube at youtube.com slash the Shred Shack and youtube.com slash Templum. Let's get started with some old business. I don't have the button queued up, so give me a second
1: already
0: starting off with that. Old business is old business, and new business is new business.
1: So old business. Old business. So, an appeals court has rejected the argument of former ghost members that the judge who ordered the dismissal of their lawsuit against the band's leader, Tobias Forge, had a conflict of interest in overseeing the case. An appeals court has now determined that the plaintiffs had failed to demonstrate an actual conflict of interest. In the decision, the court wrote that in Sweden, there is a constitutional freedom of association which means that all citizens, even judges, have the right to belong to organizations Now, if you remember what we talked about before, the argument here from the from the band members was that the judge had a conflict of interest because uh himself and Tobias Forge are both members of the Swedish Freemasons
0: We do
1: we <laughs> yes. Do. They make Stephen Gutenberg a star.
0: Yes, they do. Um, but yeah, so... Sucks to be them, I guess. I'm um, I guess i I'm sure they're still going to continue finding ways to... To try. To, to pursue it, but... It was
1: probably a, a stretch to begin with. Yeah. You know, yeah, because like, the funny thing is, I mean, that's a rather, probably still a rather large organization. They probably won't be even know each other yeah that each other was a member of it i mean
0: like, hey you're that guy from that thing that i don't know i don't recall yeah so uh, I, I recall i recall your face but nothing else about you so um we yeah, another thing for old business
1: yes pledge music having more problems we've discussed this before but now this time it seems that it's affecting a band of note or more note like more uh, a bigger band This one being specifically Queensryche. Uh, So what they have said uh, is a a Facebook post or a post that they, yeah, Facebook post. It is with collectively heavy hearts that we are writing to inform you that we have been bamboozled by the people at Pledge Music. The platform informed some people that they were having money troubles, but we have now also been informed that they do not have the monies that were pledged to Queensryche. This means that manufacturing nor shipments can be fulfilled. We have been lied to for months and months by various people at pledge and have now turned this entire mess over to our attorneys. As a pledger, please get to your credit card company now and demand a refund. We are not alone in this matter, as it has been publicly made aware that many other artists have been affected as well. We are truly sorry, etc., etc., etc.
0: Yeah, and I... Um, after we talked about this last time, and I had I had mentioned, you know... Um, that one of the bands that I had recently um, um pledged money to was going through pledge music. I was curious, I went to their page, and there 's this huge picture that just says you know you know we're we're we 're getting cheated out of money, yeah yeah and I even showed it to you as as a as a as I see look shit dude, yeah that's just going down, yeah like there's some, some serious shit going down and, and unfortunately it's keeping it's keeping people from keeping you know their end of the of of things going of uh, you know uh, keeping people from from doing what they are supposed to be doing with the money or or you know giving back to the community that that provided for them in some way it
1: gets' it's really shitty. Oh, okay here, here they were they followed up the uh, their uh post with another one and it says there seems to be some confusion about our posting of uh, the more that they posted it pledge uh, nothing that was ordered will be fulfilled nothing pledge does not have the money that was pledged to to them okay okay wow. yeah and Thus, there is no money for manufacturing costs, and we are out $70,000. Pledge is no longer taking any campaign pledges for any band whatsoever, and they are not responding to us. Apparently, they have money problems. Please request a refund from your credit card company. If you are having problems with your credit card company, you can contact Pledge Music Lawyer. And they gave out the lawyer's information. Damn, that's... (laughs) <laughs> and they also made sure that that please note that the verdict, which is their their new album coming out, will still be released on March first via all other outlets, including our label Century Media, Amazon, etc., etc. Et oh yeah, et
0: th- thankfully because I'm about to pre-order that shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say only pre-orders through Pledge will be affected. God, I was going to say I pre-ordered mine. I already got a delivery date, and I believe it is next week.
0: Yeah, well, it should be next week because because it's... it's the first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's next uh, next, next Friday. Friday. Um, but damn, that really really sucks and again and and we talked about it the day of when we first reported on it and that does put a damper on on these kind of sites that that do uh help out bands yeah i know um this is this is kind of a big deal um because this kind of stuff you know this kind of stuff is is notorious uh in in especially in like like the world of video games like you know People pay money for for certain video games to be made and like nothing ever gets made out of it right and and for this I mean that's 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 usually on a case of the person who's who's making the game but this is a matter of the site itself the the people who are supposed to be the middleman being fuck-ups yeah, yeah that sucks so let's move on to some new business
1: and this is new business and we do not discuss new business until next quarter
0: okay um, so, let's talk about new album releases, and it's kind of funny, because your first album is actually one of the ones I'm considering for top three.
1: Really? Yes. The first one?
0: The Ghost Next Door.
1: Oh, you're, that's you who wrote that's, that. Uh, that's me, I wrote that it's in blue. I, I didn't, Oh shit. I, I, didn't I, I wrote to that. that.
0: I don't even know what that is. Oh shit. I, I wrote that. My bad. Um okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am wow I buddy. am out of out of it. Wow buddy. In all fairness in all fairness I was in a car accident two weeks ago and I had a procedure on Friday, so I'm Oh I
1: know, I know.
0: And I w and I was I was having half a lump and woozle uh dreams. It was quite trippy. Um, so were there I, many steps and columns? There, there. I, I, think there were. There, there was. There was definitely something going on. There were shapes. <laughs> there, was, there There were. There were. There were things happening. It was weird. Um, but I had a procedure on Friday, so I'm still coming out of it. Um, I still have uh, tape on my nose right now from from the procedure. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm gonna let. You start off since you have more, and then I'll do mine.
1: All right, and we'll save the one that we that we have together for last.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Well, first one up. Uh, they were streaming this over the weekend. Uh, the new Candlemass record, the, the door to doom.
0: I thought they were like done making records, or that's what I heard. No,
1: this um, this is their first record, I believe. If I, where is it? Yes, this marks the recording comeback of newly returned singer Johan Lenquist. Okay. So this is their first album with their former frontman. and uh, One of their
0: former frontmen.
1: Huh? One of their former frontmen. One of their former frontmen. But I listened to it, and it is super good. Uh, like, wow. I, I'm i not very familiar with Kendall Mass's back catalog whatsoever, so I yeah. went to this not knowing what to expect at all. Okay. And I was pleasantly pleasantly surprised yeah
0: i know that um that uh, pat and reese jockey them along, lot
1: so. yeah well, i think they're actually picking them for their top three so i won't go into too, too much detail uh on this one because of that reason but i think you would probably really like them because they're, they're like a. I doom, have
0: i have one or two of their albums
1: they're, they're a, a doom metal band yeah uh but their their current singer sounds kind of like jb from um, grand magus really yeah it it's it was so good <laughs> it, you know. It's not like you're like what when when I think of Doom Metal I think of something that's a little bit slowed down and very sludgy and stuff. Yeah. This one was a little bit uh faster paced. Mm-hmm. Um still in the in the Doom like tempo wise, but it was just clean production, everything sounded amazing and and it was just really good songs and there's a, a song here um, called Astrolos The Great Octopus mm-hmm. which features a very guest uh, very special guest guitar solo by Tony Iommi of Black oh, Sabbath so you know that they have some kind of credibility if they get the godfather of metal to play they get Satan, a note on Satan their shit. But so that was definitely worth a listen to Okay, definitely worth a listen to alright what else do I got here
0: Yeah, Overkill. Overkill,
1: the new Overkill album came out. And um, I don't want to say unfortunately because that makes it sound like it's bad. But the thing about Overkill is that they haven't really changed their sound in 30 years. And Uh, it's not uh, a bad thing. It's
0: it's the ACDC of of metal, basically. Yeah,
1: and the thing is, like, all their albums are good. The thing is, you can't really say much outside of that because they don't really stray from the path at all. No. You Uh, know, and we've talked about many times on this podcast about the modern day production of thrash metal being absolutely pristine and sounds amazing and this is no exception. Yeah. I mean it sounds incredible. You know, when you have musicianship like you got like you have with the guys at Overkill or any kind of thrash metal band where you want to hear every single note, to have that clarity now, it makes it something special. And it it's just there they're bludgeoning. They're over the top, in your face, but it's perfect in every single way. Mm-hmm. You know, they're one of those bands that I think we've had this conversation a couple of times where, you know, f- in other, in order for us to talk more about them, they needed to either be straying, like doing something completely different, or just be really, really bad. Yeah. You know.
0: And at this point, I really don't think they can pull off a bad album. Um, you know, they, they've had their they've had their time where they did stray from the path and they did slow down a little bit and they started doing. They are if you if you really listen to a lot of their stuff, they they do have a very heavy black Sabbath influence because there are a lot of breakdowns uh, in their stuff that have that 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 dinosaur stomp sound. Um, and there was a, a time where they did slow down and got a little bit more into that influence. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that is still prevalent today, but definitely not to the same extent. It's straight up just
1: oh yeah they rate. are they are full bore and they are all in your grill yeah and Bobby Bobby Blitz still sounds incredible yeah you know
0: Gar- gargling battery acid yeah
1: it's again like I wish I had more to say it's just that like you're going into an overkill record you know what to expect and you're getting what you expect yeah and it's not a bad thing mm-hmm. you know I just again I just wish I had something more to contribute to it but that's what you get yeah <laughs> yeah of course um, next up for me, and fortunately enough, it came in just in time for the podcast. Was the newest release from Dream Theater, Distance Over Time?
0: Yeah, I thought you said that was coming next week.
1: Yeah, uh, I got notice from from Amazon. It was supposed to come on Tuesday, but then it was delivered yesterday. So, like I said, just in time for the podcast. If you order it
0: now, actually, I think it says it comes. Uh, they they are sending it next week. Oh, yeah, because I I was gonna pre order it because it's out of out of that. Queen's Queensryche and, and Overkill it's the cheapest one right now so. really yeah
1: that's good well yeah because I, I love Amazon because what they do is like you buy it or you order it at a certain price and if they ship it and it's cheaper you get that refund which yeah. is which is always cool to yeah, get like a couple extra bucks back that's always cool uh but Dream Theater back to form I would say after the Astonishing the Astonishing was a little uh grandiose a little, a little grandiose a little big for them um not that they 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 failed at it; it's just that it was just a little too much for to to swallow mm-hmm. in in one one bit, especially because it was a double album with a huge concept. And the, I think the issue I had with the astonishing was that there are multiple characters in the story, but there's not there's there's just James Lebray. Yeah, there's no different voices. Yeah, so you don't really know what's going on. Yeah, you know, usually when you have a con a high concept album like that, a la Arian I prefer to have different voices portray the different characters. Yeah, and and Dream
0: Theater's Dream Theater's not a small band. They can you, you, they could probably pull off getting some extra singers in there. So. Yeah,
1: it was that was just a little lackluster in my opinion. But so but we're back to form now. We're into the, like single album format here. A uh, little bit shorter songs, but definitely not lacking in punch. Uh, James Abrey, his voice hasn't changed in twenty years, mm-hmm. you know whatsoever. Uh, so the funny thing the good thing about Dream Theory what they're doing now is they're getting uh, heavier in sound because I think J- uh, John Petrucci playing more on the seven string guitar mm. but it's not heaviness for the sake of heaviness it's more of just expanding the sonic landscape so, of the band and uh, they're not trying to match like kind of. bands yeah. nowadays or th- the older bands like Metallica and uh, Megadeth are down tuning to match up with their lead singer's voice who can't go as high anymore gotcha. James Labrie does not have that problem Okay. so they are going they are like I said expanding the, the sonic landscape with their music but because they want to not because they have to
0: mm-hmm. so kind of like where they went with Train of Thought but even heavier
1: uh, no I still think Train of Thought was a little bit heavier ah, gotcha. uh, Train of Thought had a a lot of really heavy riffs on there and there's a lot of good stuff here too uh, but they also there is a, a lot of what you expect from Dream Theater so there's a lot of guitar flurries a lot of uh, acoustic guitars here and there and Jordan Rudis going absolutely nuts on occasion mm-hmm. so but I'll probably delve a little bit more into this one because it will definitely be in the top three for myself this month gotcha
0: um okay so my my one pick that I f- flubbed a second ago uh was The Ghost Next Door uh A Feast for the Sixth Sense um, and it's a band formed by a former Skin Skinlab um, and Sacrilege BC member uh, Gary Went. Um, I listened to this album twice. Um, it's a cross. It kind of sounds like a cross between um, modern-day Alice in Chains. Got that 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 heaviness. Take take Alice in Chains from their their self-titled album. To today, like that kind of heaviness for the sake of heaviness, uh, kind of a little bit, a little slow, um, and cross it with a little bit of um, Judas Priest in the 70s. Okay. So we're talking like Sad Wings of Destiny era. Um, even the vocals, um, which is done by Gary Went himself, um, even tread on Rob Halford territory. Like when Rob Halford hits the grit, not not the high notes, mm-hmm. but the grit that 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 Halford does, it hits on the on that territory. It sounds really good, really close. Um it's not as heavy as Skin Lab was. Um but it's more grooves, more melodic moments, especially in songs like American Nightmare, but there's that discordance like I said in Four Alice and Chains and whatnot. Um, perhaps too heavy for modern radio, but definitely a good listen, and, um, they're they're vying for my top three, uh, top three, um, my top three for February right now is, is a little bit tough, because a lot of good stuff came out in February, I actually just yesterday finished going through February, um, because, you know, Friday was new release day, and, um, I've been pretty much laid up in bed for the last two days so I was like, okay, well fucking go through the list of all the new releases and um right now I'm having a hard time picking like what I want to be in the top three because so much good came out and this is definitely among them. Right. So yeah. Um speaking of good things that came out in February, um and I say good just because um I can't say much more about it in the same way that we said the same thing about overkill, uh, Aventasia Moonglow. We both listened to that album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Aventasia. It's, it's Tobias Sammet. Tobias has not changed much in, in decade, decade and a half. Um, it's been a lot of the, a lot of the same, but not for bad reasons. Um, I like the album. Um, I like the guest spots. I just, I've unfortunately, I feel like I've heard it all before with with Aventasia. Yeah. Um. It's kind of why I, it's, like with 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 Arian, you you know it's you know it's Arian playing guitar. His guitar work is always the same. Yeah, like, it's very signature. It's very very signature. But the thing is, his his work tends to be different in like like he's he's never like prior to the source he's not he's not written a song that sounded like everybody dies right you know it, there's always there's always difference differences in his music whereas with with Avantasia i feel like it's strictly you know it's it's uh traditional power metal and it doesn't stray enough from it for me to really say like, wow, this is groundbreaking. This is awesome. Like, it's it's avantasia. I like it. It's good. You know? Yeah. So
1: I felt this. I feel the same way about uh, Devin Townsend. Mm-hmm. Like the last couple of Devin Townsend project uh, records were kind of sounding a little bit stale. Like not bad in any way, but just like you know you you, you knew what you were getting when you got a Devin Townsend record. Yeah. Um, but he released a uh a video the Genesis right? for the Genesis and oh my god is that all over the place yeah like i think he was describing it as that 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 one song kind of encapsulates what the rest of the album's going to sound like in one song mm. and again it is all over the board yeah and it makes me very excited for this this next Devin Townsend record because like i said like transcendence was a little bit just, you know, too much like Sky Blue, which was a little too much like Epic Cloud, and so on and so forth. They like, yeah. they were just starting to feel and sound a little bit the same. This one feels fresh and exciting. Mm-hmm. So I think, like a band like Devin Townsend, or a band like Avantasia and Overkill needs something like that to kind of break away from their mold. But I just don't know what they can do. Mm. Considering that Devin Townsend has done so much that he can kind of pull from all and, his influences. And
0: Devin Townsend
1: can can do
0: can do plenty. Like, you know, he's 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 run the gamut of of, of styles that he he can he can try anything he wants to pretty much and, and I'm sure fans will lap it up. Yeah. So he can he can do that, whereas I feel like um bands like overkill Avantasia, or they kind of themselves. Yeah, they kind of pigeonhole themselves um cuz i like like the last track on the on the moon glow album is cover of maniac <laughs> which is you know which which is fun it's, it's cheeky and and fun and everything but like um it's 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 in the same vein as when when ed guy covered um um Oh what's that fucking Falco song? Rock Me Amadeus. Rock Me Amadeus. You know, it's again, it's, it's cheeky and fun, you guys, you guys can pull that kind of stuff off, but but it doesn't expand you guys. It doesn't expand you musically. Mm-hmm. It just it's just for a good cheap laugh pretty much. Um it's it's not it's not expanding your it's not expanding your sonic landscape. Yeah. So um um, but again, the album was good. It, it was definitely it was definitely a, a, a great album, but it just it's it's more of the same. And and I don't know if I'm, um, you know, it, it, with the the upside to this one was um, yeah, you know, one or two different um,
1: guest spots. Hansi's song is very good.
0: Hansi appearing, uh, Candice Knight appearing, mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. always great. Um, Jeff Tate. Jeff Tate sounded really good on this album. He sounded like like old school Jeff Tate on this, so he he sounded really good. Um,
1: your Landay's on it.
0: Your Landay's always on it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> your Landay's always on it. Bob Catley's always on there, and like there's like one or two other people that are always, always like it, it's like at this point it's like it's like Ed Warby playing drums for Arianne. Yep. It's like Mike Mills appearing on an Arianne album. It's 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 like you're always going to expect it um, and and usually like I'd say 95% of the time you're you're okay with it because it's good because the musicians that he picks are are great musicians so but yeah um, I also wanted to mention um, the the new Archer Nation album because I picked that up as well, and uh, they that, they
1: reposted your tweet.
0: They reposted my tweet, and 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 I, cause I, I said I was looking forward to seeing them on the eighth, and they're playing at Bonds, which I'm I'm like, I have to go to Bonds, so you know, I, I would have preferred them to to go Fitzgeralds. You know, yeah, I mean, it's easier for me personally. But, <laughs> You know, but whatever well, then you w- start booking the shows dan whatever <laughs> but, but but whatever they're they're coming around again and and I'm excited because last time they came around, all they did like except for one track was play the entire new album, nice they played the entire they played the whole new album last time, plus one old track uh this time, I'm hoping that they play a, a little bit of a mix um but the new album sounds fantastic uh i'm 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 really digging it. Um, I posted up on our Twitter page, which, if you haven't followed our Twitter page, Shred Shack HME um, for Heavy Metal Entertainment, if you haven't figured that out yet. I did not figure
1: that out, but okay, thank well, they, you.
0: You're welcome. HME is Heavy Metal Entertainment. Um, but um, I posted up um, one of their songs as my song of the day a few days ago, um, which is probably one of their, one of the best songs on the album, Division, um, but they are such a good band, um, still with that, that same, that same, um, James Hetfield fronting, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath era, uh, Black Sabbath style, and just kicking that ass, um, I love it, um, and I'm gonna keep listening to it until, until the show. And then keep listening to it thereafter because <laughs> Because I'm gonna because I'm gonna be so pumped. So Nice. Yeah. Uh um, right I, I I gotta I gotta get you uh I gotta get you to hear it, so Yes. So um there were one or two other, other albums that I listened to in full, um, but I didn't um write down anything for them. Um but the new the new album from Demonhead. Head, um okay which is kind of they're called I think they're called Diabolical Rock as they call themselves. Nice. Um and it's really fucking good. Um certainly so, uh, I I didn't know what to expect because again, you know, a a band named Head, you expect many different things. Um but they were great. Um and I also listened to a band named SOEN, uh S O E N, uh Lotus was the name of the album.
1: Oh, oh, oh! Isn't uh, one of the former members of um, Opeth is in that band? I think. I think it's the okay. drummer.
0: Okay, well, it's it's a great album. Um, it, the I gotta listen to it again. But from what I was listening to it yesterday, it was it was definitely very 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 good. Um, I mean, I, again, I can't say much more about it just because I only took one one listened to it and i was i was kind of d- dazing in and out um but it was it was good um, so yeah i actually I actually listened to new stuff Look, go hey, to me well
1: i hope i hope you're ready for march march is looking pretty sweet as well uh, uh, well march 1st, queens we, got, Reich, we so got queens Rike, i got the the two albums that are being released by uh, demon hunter coming in hmm. Um we got that uh Children of Bodom's the week after that. Fallujah's on the fifteenth. Nothing much on the twenty second that I like familiar with. And then of course the twenty ninth of March is the Devin Townsend record Empath. Yeah. And I'm actually very much considering listening uh picking up the, the Mark Morton solo record and yeah. because I listened to not only the, the Chester Bennington song, but he has uh Miles Kennedy sing a song for him and that is that song is really Really good. Cool. So definitely considering picking that one up. Cool. All
0: right, so what else are we listening to this week?
1: All right, well, let's go to my Instagram page here for the Albums of the Day. (laughs) It's because I've been so into that recently. And Dan graciously gave me access to the Twitter account. So Albums of the Day are posted by this guy right here. Uh, So...
0: You post the albums of the day. I do songs of the day when I when I actually sit down and can listen to music.
1: All right, so let's go through it. I listened to some Tesseract, uh, both Altered State, which is their the first album I got into the into them with, mm-hmm. and then Polaris, yep. which was their release from I think 2016 or 17, whichever one. Um, uh, it was like 2015. Anyway, uh, Serpentine Dominion, which is the side project of uh, George uh, Corpse Grinder and uh, Adam D. from Killswitch Engage. Yes. That I is that. a sweet record. I believe that is our uh, Pokemon-themed um, or Game boy like like, Yeah, that, that came uh, from uh, that Top video. three, yeah. yeah. Uh, Enslaved in Times. Because we talked about uh, the Life of Agony album River Runs Red. Uh, because they are continuing the storyline. I went back and listened to River Runs Red, and man, that is such a good record. Mm. So good. Seven Dust Animosity, just for a little bit more nostalgia factor here. You got Catatonia, The Fall of Hearts, and The Agonist, uh, I think is the last record before uh, Alyssa left. For shits and giggles, I listened to some Death Clock out of nowhere. Yeah, I was going to say. Because that... Like I re- remember when like the show was on and the the owls came out and they were just they were just so good. Yeah. You went to the show with us too, right? I was I was there. Yeah.
0: I saw that. It was awesome.
1: Of course we got Avatages Moon Glow, I doubled down on some God forbid one day with Gone Forever and Earth's Blood. Doubled down on Nightwish and After Forever for Woman Crush Wednesday. Uh, yeah, for I, saw,
0: I saw the uh Exordium EP on there.
1: Yep, the Exordium EP and um Endless Forms Most Beautiful, the Last Nightwish record, and then of course finished off the week with Hatebreed, Perseverance, and Protest the Hero Volition. Yeah,
0: so so basically you listen to like twenty minutes of Hatebreed and then <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I
1: <laughs> actually I only listened to Hatebreed that one day. And I think I went to the I went through the album three times during my workout. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like my workout was that long. <laughs>
0: Only three times. <laughs> uh,
1: but I also was able to finally get to CD Exchange. Uh, for uh, Dan gave me a uh, gift card to CD Exchange or DVD Exchange, whatever you want to call it here. For it was for, for Christmas, Christmas. Right? yeah, for Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. So I picked up. Black Light Burns, 1349, Under Oath, A Queensryche Record, High on Fire, After the Burial, Tomahawk, and Alanis Morissette. I thought you had the Alanis Morissette. I did. I gave it to my ex-wife and never got it back. Ah, So I repurchased it. Gotcha. And plus, for whatever reason, the booklet was ripped in that old copy. So now I have a full booklet and everything. So that makes me feel a lot better. (laughs) Alright, and other things I listened to here, uh, I finally got the newest release from Asteroid, self-titled album that was actually released on February 1st, but I didn't get it until this week.
0: Yeah, that, that that took a long ass time.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure why, but it was worth the wait. Yeah, That will be in the top three, so I won't go into too much detail. Um, I woke up really early Saturday morning, and I was in the mood for something relatively quiet, so I went back to one of my Top threes from years ago, uh, the Cowan record uh Son- sonari Nai or whatever, and then if you listen to our s five uh, episode last week, I featured a band called Profusion, Progressive metal from Italy, and their album was just too good for me to pass up and I purchased that and listened to that this week as well right on and then on top of that we listened, I listened to this new song from Devin Townsend. The new song from Mark Morton and Wolf God by Graham Eggers. Yeah, I
0: saw you post that on uh, on Twitter. Yep. I haven't it's listened to it yet. But... Pretty
1: much picking up exactly where songs left off. Not a bad thing. And it's now available for pre-order on Amazon, so I pre-ordered that bitch. And I'm super stoked to get that one in, I believe it's April. Sweet.
0: Um. I just listened to the new stuff that I was talking about going through all the new releases for this past Friday, um, and like I said, Archer Nation and Moonglow, of course, and the, the Demon Head album, The Ghost Next Door, um, the the Soin' album, and there was a few... Others that I listened to, but I took them. I I don't remember what they were, so I took them off the the top three list. Like, because that's that's how I do the uh-huh. top three preparation. Is I decide whether or not I, I I sit there and listen to it for a little bit, and I go, okay, this is cool. I'll move it up here. And then later on, I I t- it's it's like it's like going shopping basically. Yeah. You, 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 got, you got a stack full of CDs. You go, I can't buy all of these. But then you I start whittling the... down. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's what I was doing and I can't remember all of them unfortunately, but um um one um God, there was one It it called Sp- Spirits of Fire or something like that. There's a there's a new band with Chris Caffrey, um Tim Ripper Owen Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 I know. I what listened, you're talking about, I listened yeah. to some of that. And that was good. That 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 was good. Straight straightforward traditional, you know, Kind of heavy metal, but it was it was good for for the the, the, the three four tracks I listened to. Um, I was listening. To, I, I, I've I've for, completely forgot that it was a it was a thing, and I'm sitting there saying like that's Tim River Owens, like you know, that that can't be anybody else. And, of course, I'm sitting there watching it, and he's wearing a hat with a monster. And she drinks logo on it. So I'm like, that's definitely Timberfroes.
1: I should also mention um, that uh, I've also been listening. I got my next five for the next episode of the S5. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am lined up, ready to go. Just got to write up the script for it. And I found some really good uh, rock and roll, hard rock, it's a little bit of extreme metal here and there. It, I got a good mix this time. Yeah, I'm very excited.
0: I um, I have a I have a bunch that I, I I, well not a bunch. I have three that I had prepared previously from when I was still working on it last year, and then there's a bunch that we got recently that I'm I'm adding in, um, and then we're going back to normal format where we do um, um, new band. And then old song, new band, old song, and then some old songs. So yeah. it's going to be, they're going to be stacked episodes. Um, probably somewhere around like 20 songs or so. Sweet.
1: So. Well, one band impressed me so much that I actually went out and bought their record as well mm-hmm. this week. So hopefully that comes in the, in the early parts of uh, next week. So gotcha. I'm super excited about that. and uh, It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> going through my old Instagram requests and finding a lot of these bands out. Yeah, I gotta I gotta run through our um,
0: our Twitter account and the rest of our messages on Facebook, which which the, the messages on Facebook I've I've gone through a fair amount uh, in the past. So thankfully we're 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 getting closer closer and closer each time to to fulfilling everything. In the list there so um, then we can stick to um, all the stuff that we get by email because we get a shit ton by email I like,
1: know since I, I hooked up the email to my phone it's, it's been pretty, yeah, it, it pretty goes, stacked up
0: yeah it, it goes uh, well one of them one of them is a is a mailing list thing that yeah uh, I know yeah but but the rest of it like anytime you see something from from like asher media like like always like always cool stuff and that's where a lot of our our stuff comes from. Cool. Um, so
1: let's go on to some general news. All right. Metal Blade Records has welcomed Fate's Warning to its worldwide roster.
0: I thought Fate's Warning was already on Metal Blade. In fact...
1: I believe, if I remember reading this correctly, this is a return to Metal Blade Records.
0: Okay, yeah. Because cause definitely, they, they definitely were on at one, at one point because I have a whole bunch of cassettes of theirs... From Metal Blade Records. Yeah, I
1: believe this is a return to Metal Blade Records. Really?
0: Oh, I wonder where, why they left.
1: Alright, Okay. All right. so the, Bur, uh, the family of Bernie Torme says that there has been no improvement in the guitarist's health after he was hospitalized with double pneumonia. He was reported that the Irish musician was extremely ill and that has since been placed on a ventilator. He is known for stepping in and saving the day for Ozzy when Randy Rose tragically died. Ozzy and Bernie hadn't seen each other since the 80s after Bernie left the band before reconnecting last summer at the Sweden Rock Festival. Torme also toured the world as the lead axeman in Gillian and formed Desperado with Twisted Sister frontman Dee Snyder and ex-iron maiden drummer Clive Burr, as well as funding his own bands Electric Gypsies and Torme, which features uh, Phil Lewis of L.A. Guns fame. And There's been no update since I post... I, Copied and pasted that one. Gotcha.
0: But double pneumonia?
1: Yeah. Like that's just it sounds like double secret probation from Animal House. It doesn't sound good.
0: No, it does not. It does not <laughs> sound good at all. It's like pneumonia is bad enough. So
1: Alright, DSI have parted ways with guitarist Mark English and I've replaced him with Chris Canella. Okay. According to Variety, a new documentary film focusing on the life of Soundgarden audio-slave frontman Chris Cornell is in the works. The film will be produced by Cornell's widow, Vicky, along with Brad Pitt and Peter Berg's Film 45 production company. Berg, who has done Lone Survivor, Deepwater Horizon, and The Rundown, will direct.
0: Pete Berg.
1: Pete Berg. All right. Next up here, we got Michael Shanker's Michael Shanker Fest, featuring Michael Shanker. <laughs> <laughs> that project has uh, recruited drummers uh, Simon uh, Simon Phillips and Bodo Sh- Schopf, Schopf. Schopf. Uh, following the recent passing of Ted McKenna. Simon, who played on the Michael Shanker Group debut album, will return as the main drummer on the upcoming second Michael Shanker Fest LP. Due to his schedule, he's unable to be the live drummer for the upcoming U.S. tour. This role will be completed by Bodo Schumpf, who played on Perfect Timing and Save Yourself. With the sudden passing of McKenna, Bodo will be featured on the upcoming record, but in a smaller role as he had the important job of preparing for the U.S. tour. There's
0: so much just... So much. Yeah. Uh,
1: Alright, the Foo Fighters were forced to reschedule their two-night grand opening of the Fillmore New Orleans, the multi-million dollar live music uh, venue inside of Harrah's New Orleans uh, Casino, because Dave Grohl finally underwent a much-needed surgery on his left arm. During a conversation with Live Nation President and CEO Michael Rapino at the Polestar Live Conference in Los Angeles, Grohl said, This is something I've had to deal with for a long time, and it's not the end of the world, but I did have to have surgery on my arm because I needed to pay the rent. I knew I had to fix my arm at some point, and I went ahead and did it. The February 15th through 16th dates have been rescheduled for May 15th and 16th. All tickets for the original dates will be honored.
0: That's good. That's good as far as the, the... Well, A, he's getting fixed up, and B, all the original tickets will be honored. Yeah. So... Right. So hopefully things go
1: smooth there and no no shenanigans. Well, I just think the best thing that he's ever done is play in the throne. <laughs> then he then lent out to Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I mean, technically,
0: he could still technically play. I mean, like he, like he can get somebody else to play the guitar for him, and he can sing.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He he could do what what uh, James Hetfield ha- did when he got burnt up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, according to Rolling Stone, the uh, the documentary concert film Alice Cooper Live from the Astroturf will premiere this April at the Phoenix Film Festival. Before the film embarks on the film festival circuit. In October 2015, Alice Cooper reunited with the surviving members of the original lineup of his band, bassist Dennis Dunaway, guitarist Michael Bruce, and drummer Neil Smith, for the first time since 2011, when they staged a pair of performances coinciding with their induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as well as their appearance on Cooper's Welcome to My Nightmare, Welcome to My Nightmare LP, the second one. Yeah. Guitarist Ryan Roxy, a member of uh, Cooper's current band, stepped in for original member Glenn Buxton, who died in
0: 1997. And uh, is, I, I guess that's a it's a newer one. Uh, it's a newer Alice Cooper, um, like, because it's saying that it's it's a new film. That's a that's a it's going to have them reuniting. Is it going to be something like from back in the day or is it something no, it's more... It's
1: from this this uh, performance in 2015. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, so there's yeah. a documentary about it. Cool. That's cool. All right. Spanish metalers Lords of Black have rec- recruited Diego Valdez as their new singer. Uh, Diego joins the band as a replacement for uh, Ronnie Romeo who exited Lords of Black last month. Uh, he's also... Ronnie Romeo is the new uh, leader of Rainbow oh. or Richie Blackmore's Rainbow
0: wow that's that's kind of a shame because Lords of Black is kind of awesome but um, Dream Child is kind of awesome too so yeah. um, Dream Child was apparently the
1: uh, one of the bands that Diego Valdez has been yeah. involved in yeah,
0: yeah. but wow um, I did not know that he had left the band yeah and they I... just released an album too like like within the last 4 months cuz they were on one of my top 3s um yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of uh i, I guess he's promoting uh, he's he's putting more time into rainbow
1: yeah which makes me wonder if the rainbow is actually like going to be doing new music that'd be interesting yeah considering yeah. that the last what 30 years Richie Blackmore's only recorded stuff for Blackmore's Night
0: Yeah, and then that's, you know, gotta gotta, gotta get the rock, gotta get the rock out. Yeah.
1: We'll see how that goes. All right, so we were wondering about this before, but Lamb of God guitarist Mark Morton has recruited vocalist Mark Morales of uh, Sons of Texas, guitarist Doc Coyle of Bad Wolves and God Forbid, bassist Nick Villarreal of Sons of Texas, and drummer Art Cruz, has played with Prong, Winds of Plague, and Lamb of God. To join him on his upcoming tour in support of his debut album, Anesthetic. That's not a bad lineup at all. No, not at all.
0: Uh, Especially since you know Doc Coyle. You were just saying there, the world needs more Doc Coyle.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, if there's one band that really could, could, that the world would benefit from a comeback from, it is God forbid. Mm. I remember seeing them live at what was what was a crazy donkey. I don't even know what they called it at the time that I saw them. But um, the unfortunate thing is that there was nobody there for that show. Like, literally, they're like it was me, my ex-wife, and a couple other people. And I felt so bad because they put on such a good show for, like, five people. Almost like that time we saw Archer Nation.
0: Yeah, that was... Uh, support music,
1: goddammit. <laughs> Get out there and do something.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm surprised, like, uh, and how much... How much were tickets for the show?
1: It wasn't I don't know, we're talking like twelve years ago, ten years ten, twelve years ago, so I really don't remember. Yeah, so but, okay. I mean the the main reason I was there was because my my friend's band was playing the show. He opened up the show with one of his bands. I was like, Hell yeah, I'll stick around and catch lamb i will catch God forbid, are you kidding me? Of course I'm gonna stick around for that. It wasn't <laughs> there was only a few of us who did.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a shame because like, you know, they they were, I mean, I mean, they were a name. Yeah, they were, they were. They were they, they, and they still are a name, and and people like yourself will wish for them to come back and everything. It's like, like I, I hope it's not things like that that keep them from. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's just disappointing when you hear so many, so many people complain or or or, or bitch about like we want this classic lineup of this particular band to come back. It's like what about bands that were actually like really good. Who didn't deserve to end when they did? Yeah, you know, I I don't really want to hear about you know a, a Sepultura reunion. Who cares? Yeah, they're doing just fine. W- they're doing fine. Se- they're doing way. fine
0: separately as far as Sepultura. You know, and as what far about as
1: what about a band like God forbid coming back or Three Inches of Blood making a comeback? Yeah, you oh know, yeah, That'd bands that ended way before they needed to, and th- and then we also have bands who stick around for too long. Yeah. like Limp Biscuit's still around but God forbid not doing anything yeah what the hell well at least
0: at least they're keeping the individuals are keeping busy for the most part clearly clearly yeah but still it's like you're, you're, you're absolutely right Limp biscuit's still around Jesus
1: yeah <laughs> let that sink in just a little bit yeah just a little bit <laughs> alright so too much too I much I know <laughs>
0: I need to go lay down.
1: (laughs) According to Deadline, Deftones frontman Chino Moreno served as a composer for the first two new installments of Hulu's Into the Dark Horror Event series from Blumhouse, or Blumhouse, actually, television. All right, so the April Fool's Day themed I'm Just Fucking With You will premiere on Friday, April 5th.
0: That's not not April Fool's Day.
1: (laughs) Okay, whatever. Into the Dark is a monthly horror anthology featuring 12 supersized episodes inspired by a holiday. Ah. I'm Just Fucking With You tells the story of a man and his sister on the way to a family wedding who endure a night of increasingly frightening practical jokes during a one-night stay at a secluded motel.
0: I mean, I'm not a fan of horror, so I really... I'm not... I think I think I saw the commercial for uh, one of the one of the versions of this. I wouldn't cool. doubt it. I mean yeah. it's Hulu. I saw the one the, the one for Valentine's Day, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think I saw one for Val- for Valentine's Day. Um
1: but I can't remember.
0: Anyway, not not a big deal.
1: Um but it's cool that I I really like that some of these metal artists are kind of expanding their palette into music and film, specifically, like, we got, you know, uh, Trent Reznor, and he's not just doing little movies, either, he's doing big movies. He's doing, He's been doing scores
0: yeah. for a long time. Well, that's so.
1: what this guy is, that's what Trino's doing here, he's doing a composer, I guess, yeah. he's doing the score for the for this particular episode of the show. I remember
0: a few years ago, um, there was, a, there was a, a, a monster movie that starred Lordy.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Yeah, it's, it's
0: called Dark Floors.
1: Doesn't uh, surprise me at all. No,
0: it definitely does not, considering considering their look and everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised they don't do it more. Right. You know? So.
1: All right, next up here we got epic guitarist Isaac Delhane. Del- 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 Delhane? Delahaye? Delahaye. Delahaye. Um, he released his uh, f- first six courses as part of College of Metal an online educational metal music platform that enables anyone to learn from the best metal musicians in the world. Unlike most guitar lessons, artists at College of Metal focus on songs rather than on technique exclusively. That's why every individual course is a walkthrough of a song, explaining whatever techniques are used in the context of that specific song. All courses have three camera views, including close-ups of both left and right hands. Every lesson includes accurate guitar tabs reviewed by the guitarist himself also explains any differences between the recorded parts and the way he's playing them in a ever-changing live environment.
0: If you think of that, um, <clears throat> that, that, um, the one from metalocalypse where they had, um, um, uh, Swissgar yeah Do the thing. And he just kept playing it really fast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Edward, wake up. I'm your new god. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Borknagar have announced the departure of vocalist Andreas Held, uh, Hedlum, uh from the band due to, uh, quote, personal reasons. In light of the news, bassist Simen, uh, Simen Hestenes will once again be taking on the vocal duties in the band. Apparently this is a very amicable split. Uh, both uh, the band and uh, oh. Andreas Issued a uh statement saying that this is just kind of like a tough decision that had to be made.
0: That I think is one of the ex members of Dimbuer Gear.
1: Oh, I, ICS vortex? Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, I think he's I think he's
0: was doing clean vocals. So I think I can't remember, but he definitely was an ex member of Dimbuor Gear.
1: And I, I, I'm i not very familiar with uh, Borknagar, except for, um, I think it was Pete reviewed them for the podcast a couple years ago, yeah. and he really enjoyed them, so yeah. definitely something to keep Speaking in mind. Speaking of which, Pete, still, I still have your Christmas gift. Are you listening, Pete? Are you listening, Pete? Peter. Peter. Speaking of Peter, Peter Frampton... Uh, exclusively spoke with CBS This Morning Saturday correspondent Anthony Mason about living with the autoimmune disease inclusion body myostasis, myostasis. myositis. Myositis? Myositis, yes. Yeah. Uh, or otherwise known as IBM. It is a progressive muscle disorder characterized by muscle inflammation, weakness, and atrophy. While phantom remains at the top of his game, having recently performed as uh, part of the I Am The Highway, a tribute to Chris Cornell concert, as well as receiving the Les Paul Innovation Award at the 2019 NAMM show, uh, he has decided to retire from regular vigorous touring at the end of this year. As a result, he has confirmed plans for Peter Frampton finale The Farewell Tour, presented by SiriusXM, and is in an a approximately 40 date run this summer and fall, and is going to be produced by Live Nation.
0: Well, that's good. Uh, I mean... It's it sucks that he, uh, from what I understand, this is a rare disorder.
1: Yeah, for, yeah, it's rare. Yeah, that's what um, that's what the. That's but, kind of the headline. But of at thing. least
0: at least he's not trying to to fight against these saying yeah you know, it's time. Yeah, yeah. So.
1: Unlike some of other people.
0: Yeah, this,
1: so. But, All right. So unfortunately, I don't have anything for for f- f- feuding today. Eh... <sighs> <laughs> and unfortunately I had nothing for Alcoholica. So no one no one's making beer this week. No one's making beer this week. However, I made a new section here called Merchandising. 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 I'll get that clip. Yes, please. Please, please, please. Alright, so no surprise here and we have talked about this already. Slayer
0: the flamethrower.
1: <laughs> Slayer the flamethrower. No, the Slayer have to uh signed a deal with designer toy and apparel company Super 7 to create the Show No Mercy reaction figure. Global Merchandising Services, Slayer's worldwide agent, brokered the deal. Super 7's Show No Mercy reaction figure sees the Minotaur from Slayer's 1983 debut album reimagined as a 3.75 inch toy. Yeah, it's a toy. Yeah. All right, the Show No Mercy reaction figure will be released this month at New York Toy Fair. I wonder how people feel about that using the word toy. It's an action figure.
0: Um but we've talked about this uh in the recent past about them making this. Um I think last time we talked about how ugly it
1: is. Yes. It like is. they really took the, the picture of that album and made it into a toy. And thing is that, that picture is not very good. It is ugly.
0: <laughs> yeah it is it is it is no good. No bueno. No bueno. No bueno. <laughs> no bueno.
1: Alright, well, here, here's here's one here. Led Zeppelin has teamed up with the Vans Clothing Company to launch officially licensed shoes. Really? Two versions of Zeppelin shoes will be made available. First up, the ERA features a black leather upper embla- emblazon- emblazoned emblazoned with the symbols featured in the album art for Led Zeppelin 4. Second, the skate high Wow. features the image of the Hindenburg from the band's Uh, Eponymous Eponymous eponymous. 1969 debut debut. Uh, They will also There will also be what looks like uh, Two Vans And Led Zeppelin t-shirts and a ball cap
0: So basically this is more fuel For that fire of You don't even listen to the band But you own like a t-shirt from them
1: Well there's more Uh, Check this one out uh, Eddie Van Halen's store He has his own store. All right. Has released a commemorative shoe, the 1978 High Top, honoring the occasion of Eddie's groundbreaking debut to the world stage with the release of the first Van Halen album, some forty years ago. Adding to the growing collection of footwear offered by the EVH brand, the nineteen seventy eight High Tops are a black and white classic high top sneaker. The outer side features a live photo of Eddie Van Halen playing guitar on the first world tour, and the inner side of the shoe has 1978 prominently displayed in a circular badge. The Eddie Van Halen logo appears on both the tongue of the shoe and on the back sole, and the back panel features a signature white and black striped pattern. The 1978 shoe, top, uh, high tops, and additional apparel merchandise can be purchased at store dot com.
0: Now, I'm willing to bet that these things are expensive as hell. Sixty
1: five dollars.
0: That's actually not bad.
1: No, for, for Eddie, a shoe, it, that's not bad. And the funny thing is, they look they look just like Converse.
0: See, the thing is, like with a band like Van Halen, with, a, with with something like this, like I I don't understand them making shoes. Because shoes just get worn out very quickly and dirty and everything. With sh- with shoes, I would end up buying like if I were the type to, to to buy, um, memorabilia like this. I would buy two: one to store, one to keep in a in a box, and one to actually wear. And I think for Van Halen, the only way I would buy a Van Halen shoe is if it was just that, the 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 design of his. Yeah, exactly. Right there. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. That's yep. the only way that I would buy like that's the design of his, his guitar. If, if if the entire shoe was the design of his guitar, that's what I would buy.
1: Yep. And that's pretty much what he has also available. Again, these are these look just like Converse uh sneakers. Mm-hmm. So if you're a fan of Converse All Stars like I am, yeah. um these are right up your alley. Yeah. But he has a, this is his own brand. This is the Eddie Van Halen brand, so this really has nothing to do with Van Halen. The band itself, no, it just has to do with Eddie Van Halen, yeah. who was in Van Halen. You know, so I think it's I think it's kind of cool, you know. And again, it's not as highly priced as you would expect, except yeah. maybe the T-shirt that they have available here is thirty-four dollars. That's, 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 that's a little that's a little high,
0: but 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 sixty-five for a shoe is not bad considering that some go for like hundreds just for. for a pair of shoes that you're gonna. And, dirty and the fact it. of
1: the matter is, is, that like your your collectible or your uh, specialty Converse shoes will cost the same exact amount. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I have the Grateful dare, Dead pair that are probably about that much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably like the Pink Floyd ones are probably similar. So, you're, you're it's right in the price range. I think he knows exactly what he's doing here.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's that's good. That's good. As long as as long as uh, memorabilia is fine, just keep it just keep it like uh, as far as price wise keep it sensible
1: please yeah and tasteful
0: yeah actually um speaking of memorabilia that um that trooper toy that i had of yeah. toy, i threw it away <gasps> yeah it, it, I, I wasn't going to go back together it was in too many
1: pieces that's such a shame
0: yeah edward i'm walk- i'm looking at you over it- there
1: Edward the Great ain't so great.
0: Yeah, you and you and Icarus destroying my toys. Sons of bitches. Yeah. My 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 new cat is sleeping and in in the sun, like, yeah, I destroyed your shit, you punk ass.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for merchandising. You know, we will get to the flamethrower later.
0: Okay. <laughs> flamethrower. <laughs>
1: The breakfast cereal.
0: Cannibal Corpse, the flamethrower.
1: <laughs> Actually, the Cannibal Corpse, the, the breakfast cereal are probably really good little bits of entrails here and there. You know,
0: They're all diff- just different colors. They're all blood splattered and everything. Yeah, blood splattered yeah. uh, marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we need to get on this right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what we need more of. Breakfast cereals. Get on that, guys. Come on now. Come on. Breakfast
1: Come cereal. on, I really want some Opethos right now. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but black Opethos. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My cereal has a message for me. It
1: says, ooh. <laughs> <You're> eating Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Recording news: Austrian symphonic medalers, Edenbridge, will release their 10th studio album, Di- Dynamind. Dynamind.
0: Dynamind.
1: Later in the year via Steam Hammer. SPV. SPV. All right. Mark, uh, vocalist Mark Barney Greenway of Napalm Death spoke to underground, uh, Metal Underground about the progress of the recording sessions for the follow up to the 2015 album Apex Predator Easy Meat. He is quoted as saying most of the music is done. I've been working on vocals, I'm more or less halfway through, so there's a bit more to do. But of course, then we've got to look at things like artwork and all the various other things.
0: I think that was coming out or had just come out when we saw them live opening for Faith in no the Moor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and what they played from it at that show was awesome. So.
1: Well, we will always credit Napalm Death for the band that got Dan a little bit more interested in grindcore. Yeah.
0: or just Just generally... Slightly heavier music, because I've I've found some some really interesting stuff in the in the in the genre of of in the heavier side of the genre of metal uh-huh. um, since then, and it's been quite intriguing and eye opening.
1: All right, next. All right, so next month, Fates Warning will be head uh, back out on the road with Queensryche. Torn the US in support of 2018's Alive Over Europe. But after the conclusion of this trek, they will begin record, uh, work on their 13th studio album set for a 2020 release.
0: Um, unrelated thing. Um, this is all cool. I'm, I'm hoping that if Queen's comes around here and Fate's Warning comes, I'll see them. Um,. Remember we were talking about Metal Church and um, Doro opening up for them? On yes. The, okay. I found out that, the, that she is skipping all of Texas.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh.
0: Like, she's playing everything else except for Texas. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> it's so cold, it hurts. Wow. Yeah, because like, cause like, I, I saw a flyer for it, and I was just like, like, Doro's opening for this, and then, and then, and then, and then like, all of Texas
1: is just, like, nope. <laughs> Like, oh, she's
0: like, meh. Meh. I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me because I would love to see her again. I was
1: gonna say, if there's, if there's, if I was gonna make myself go to see a show, it probably would have been that one.
0: Yeah, because I, I, I've seen her live. She she puts on a great show. Um, unfortunately, she was playing on a small stage. Um, if you watch her play on um, the 25th anniversary thing, like she can she can own a big stage. I bet. Uh, yeah, with with her band. So yeah, it's it's. She's she's definitely uh, definitely a good front woman.
1: All right, so here's for you, and you know Iron Man collecting and everything. Uh, BMG will continue their reissues, uh, their series of reissues for the Iron Man catalog with the second set of digipack CDs titles, uh, CD titles in the studio collections remastered, to be released on March 22nd. Following on from 2014 and 2017's Black Vinyl Releases and 2015's Master for iTunes project, the studio collection Remastered features recordings taken from the same masters as the 2015 high res uh, Digital Releases. The albums supersede the previously available studio catalog, and all titles will also be made available on streaming platforms. As a bonus for collectors, one CD from each batch of releases will also be optionally available in a, spe- a specially artworked box featuring a 1 and 24th scale figurine and exclusive patch. In the March 22nd batch, this will be Somewhere in Time. All four albums in this second batch are available for pre-order now from com. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've,
0: I've picked up all all. Iron Maiden stuff. I don't need to collect more. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, I've even years ago I slowed down on the Arian stuff. I still have a shit ton of Arion stuff. Um, I I still need one. I still need one more thing to make myself feel complete, which is like an old single. Which the Pick of Destiny. It's kind of like that. (laughs) It's it's uh it's a single for. a stranger from within. So once I get once I get my hands on that, then I'll feel complete. But that's gonna be like, I spent I spent forty bucks on on a single for one of the 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 previous single, and I I beat out somebody on on one of the uh, forums on Arion's website for it. We we had a moment.
1: <laughs> I, I'm going to say, Dan, you're getting a little white knuckle over here. Like, you kind of calm down.
0: No, cause because because I was actually the, the thing. Like, I used to use the forums for like you know the Aeon forums and whatnot, and I used to try to keep up with those kind of things. But like I, after like like two weeks, I stop. It's kind of like how I do things with, like, social media. Like, I'll, I'll use it for, like, a little while, and then I'll just stop for a little while. Uh-huh. But I try to pick up social media back up, especially for Fred Shack, because it's our means of communicating with our audience. Um, but I ended up encountering the person that I beat out for uh, for this single, and I was like, oh. Um, like, in person? Like, like not in person. Oh, I was gonna I ended, say. I ended like... up, I, he he ended. He's uh, he, he was apparently one of the moderators, or or became oh, okay. one of, he became one of the moderators for the for the site. And I and I was like, oh, so um, so hi, so sorry, not sorry. All's fair. All's all's well, not really. It was it was it was that sniping bullshit. <laughs> we we were we were like watching it. Refresh, 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 refresh. Enhance,
1: enhance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Memorium is a Birmingham United Kingdom-based death grind metal band featuring Carl Willets of Bolt Thrower on vocals, Frank Healy of Benediction and Cerebral Fix on bass, Scott Fairfax from Cerebral Fix on guitar, and Andy Whale from Bolt Thrower on drums. They have entered... Parlor Studios in Kettering, UK to begin recording its third album with renowned producer Russ Russell who has worked with Napalm Death, Demo Borgir, At The Gates, and Amorphous. A summer release via Nuclear Blast is expected.
0: That's uh, a that's
1: pedigree right there. Yep. Veteran British metalers Tank will release their new album Reignition on April 26th via Cleopatra Records, uh, but also Rubicon Music in Japan. The LP is a tribute to the early days of Tank and features 11 classic Tank songs chosen from the first four albums, which were originally released in the early 80s. Filth—oh, the first; those first four albums are "Filth Hounds of Hades," "Power of the Hunter." This means war and honor and blood. Reignition also features two very special guest appearances: Cradle of Filth frontman Danny Filth and Thrash legend Tom Angelripper of Sodom. Both add their unique style and energy to this already formidable album.
0: I was going to say, I was like, more, I wonder what they could possibly con- contribute to it, uh, considering their styles. Because mm. yeah, they are they are not the same whatsoever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we will see. Yeah. Vader will release a new EP titled Thy Messenger in late spring or early summer. The effort will contain four or of the five songs that were recorded over a week-long period in January and February at Hertz Studio in Biostock under the supervision of the Wilaski Brothers. The cover art was painted by West Ben who previously worked with Vader on the De Profundis LP, uh, LP, and has collaborated with such bands as Slayer, Creator, and Sinister. A new full Vader album will be recorded later this year for a tentative fall release.
0: Like I says under the supervision of, like like they're they're being
1: treated like children, right? <laughs> hey hey hey! Right. Get back there, play that you guitar. you get your juice off the mixing board. <laughs> you should be drinking it through a straw. Anyway. Alter Bridge is tentatively planning to release the follow-up to 2016's The Last Hero album in October. Wow, that's been that long. Right? I thought we were just talking about that album. Yeah, I
0: I have that album. That's like the one Alter Bridge album I have.
1: Well, Alter Bridge has been busy. Yes. You know, Mark Tremonti is doing Tremonti. And Miles Kennedy Kennedy is doing Slash Slash featuring Miles Miles Kennedy Kennedy. and the conspirators and the pips. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Fe- featuring Miles and Kennedy then <laughs> You know He's just a busy man Alright next up Kitty will release A new concert film Titled Kitty Live at the London Music Hall On March 26th It features footage Of the Canadian Metal Band's October 27th 2017 20th anniversary Hometown show At the London Music Hall In London Ontario Not London England the event, which also served as a screening of the long in the making documentary "Kitty Origins and Evolution," saw Kitty Mainstay's Morgan Lander and Mercedes Lander take the stage with a number of former member, former bandmates to perform songs from the group's entire repertoire.
0: That's cool that they they bring out the the ex members and everything.
1: Yeah. So. All right. Former. Uh, Chester Bennington's former bandmates in his first group, the Phoenix, Arizona-based post-grunge act Gray Days, have announced plans to re-record their old material with the help of the late Lincoln Park, Park frontman's family and friends. Among the guest musicians to appear on the recordings are Chester's 22-year-old son, Jamie, uh, Korn's, head, Jay, uh, Korn's Head and Monkey, P.O.D.'s Marcos Cruell, uh, Curl, Bush's Chris Trainer. As well as Ryan Shuck, Chester Bennington's uh, bandmate, and Dead by Sunrise.
0: I never heard of Dead by Sunrise. Neither
1: have no. I. Okay. But it's just interesting to to see them re-recording stuff from a band that didn't do anything really.
0: Uh, I've I've heard uh, if 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 early 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 Lincoln Park is anything to go by, then this might be interesting.
1: Like, before Hybrid Theory? Yeah, before Hybrid
0: Theory, because their EP, before Hybrid Theory, was actually really, really good. Um, so, if, if 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 they played in a similar way, um, which I don't think they did, I, they, they're saying post-grunge and stuff like that, yeah.
1: so... Alright. Life of Agony has entered the studio with the esteemed producer Sylvia Massey, or Macy, who's worked with Tool and System of a Down, to begin recording its sixth album, The Sound of Scars, doing this fall via Napalm Records. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go. All right, the recording sessions are taking place at Sylvia's Studio Divine in Ashland, Oregon. Additional recording will take place at various studios in New York. Uh, Macy will also handle the uh, mixing duties for the album. Well, recording sessions are underway for Insomnium's eighth studio album. Initial sessions take place are taking place at SF Studio in Kimo Perkyo, uh Engineering, oh, with Kimo percurio Engineering, after which the band will continue at uh, Timu Alto Timu Music Productions in Finland. This is just too much. Yeah, I know. But Jens Bogren, who we talked about a lot on this podcast, who's worked with Amano Marth and Opeth, just to name a few, will later mix the record at Fascination Street Studios in Sweden.
0: Why does Fascination Street sound familiar?
1: We've talked about them before. Okay. We've talked. I think people have recorded there I thought, before. I thought
0: it was something something special, like like super like some some super uh, super important band recorded there once or something like that.
1: No, I'm not I'm not particularly sure about that okay. one, okay. but I know we've mentioned Fascination Street studios before. In like, the, like The, like the here. cure or
0: something like that it sounds like
1: you know. it's not like it's not like we're talking about like Abbey road or something like that right yeah now.
0: that's that's what i was that's what I was thinking of
1: all right, the damned things will release a new album, high crimes on april twenty sixth to be a nuclear blast. This is a super group comprised of members of every time I die anthrax and Fallout boy uh they recently confirmed the addition of alkaline trio bassist Dan Andriano to its ranks. He replaces Josh Newton, who was in Every Time I Die, uh, who hasn't been part of the band since it was reactivated three years ago. Also gone from The Damn Things is guitarist Rob Caggiano, because he's doing Volbeat, obviously. Yes. But the other member of Anthrax that was in this band is Scott Ian. Really? Yes. He's the guitarist.
0: Of The Damn Things.
1: Yeah. Hmm. The February 20th concert by Slash, featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators... At even time Apollo in London, England was professionally filmed for a future release.
0: Okay. I mean, that's that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. I I, I right. haven't heard anything from, from from this this band. I would like to hear something sometime. I really need to pick up uh the the one um slash a snake pit album I'm missing, which was awesome. Um I think, it's, I, I think it was, it's not, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's something else.
1: All right. Well, I actually got a, f- a crowdfunding tracker this time.
0: Okay. Is it, it's not through Pledge Music, is no, it? No. Okay, Go fund
1: me. Uh, here. It's Karina Greenin, who is the daughter of Judas Priest guitarist Glenn Tipton. Uh, she will take part in Barcelona Spain's annual marathon next month to raise funds for the Glenn Tipton Parkinson's Foundation. Uh, Jewish priest launched a foundation as uh last June in honor of the musician who was suffering from the degenerative's, uh, degenerative neurologi- uh, neurological disorder. Blah, blah, blah. That's a,
0: that's
1: a uh, Karina started a GoFundMe campaign to allow priest fans and others to donate online. Um, her goal initially when this was uh posted uh, was 2,500 pounds, and at the time she had only she was up to 2,136. She has expanded her goal to thirty five hundred pounds at which point she is now at uh twenty nine twenty six pounds
0: okay
1: not bad, not, not bad, bad at all. all. And it's been raised in only fourteen days by only eighty two people so that's actually like some that's, that's a lot of money decent amount of uh, chunk there, yeah. that people are donating, so that's good that's good that's good so we'll uh, we'll keep up to date with that as long as it goes
0: all right, let's talk about concert
1: news concert news. First up, festivals. Blaze Bailey, who fronted uh, Iron Man, huh? I said ah, uh, yes. Uh, from nineteen ninety-four to nineteen ninety-nine, we'll be playing a special maiden set list at festivals in twenty nineteen. Choosing songs from his era with the band, these shows will celebrate twenty-five years since Bailey joined Iron Maiden. This will be the first and last opportunity, opportunity to see such a set list. Alright. Next up here in Festival News, not much as far as bands or anything like that but live nation entertainment which is the world's leading live entertainment company announced that it has acquired a majority stake in tons of rock norway's biggest rock and metal festival tons of rock was founded in 2013 and has grown to be one of the leading festivals in norway it has become a national institution that attracts rock and metal uh, music fans from across the world and last year won best festival in norway that's cool
0: um, quick thing, uh, going back to merchandising, I forgot to mention. Um, did you see the thing I posted on on Twitter about um, about Download Fest making their own Monopoly? No. Yeah, they they have their own special edition Monopoly. That is interesting. For Download Festival.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I was like, what? That's cool. That is super cool.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering what it's like. I kind of I, I kind of wish somebody would make like a, like a heavy metal version of of Monopoly. I have like, the Metallica one. Well, I mean, like, like, a, like a general Like, Actually, tr- change that. Trivial Pursuit.
1: Oh, Trivial oh, Pursuit. oh, oh uh, Yeah, that'd be... Uh, wow. Uh,
0: that would be... That'd Remember the last time much. we
1: played Trivial Pursuit? It was the, the Lord of the Rings version, and uh, your answer to everything was Aragon, yeah. and it was right about 50% oh. of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it fucking was. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah. That was good. All right. Touring news. You ready to go? Yeah, right. Here we go. go. Bring Me The Horizon have canceled the last two shows of their U.S. tour. The concerts in Phoenix, Arizona, and Las Vegas, Nevada were called off due to singer Ollie Sykes' ruptured right vocal cord. Ouch. Yeah, that hurts. That's rough. All right. I Am Morbid. The band featuring former Morbid Angel members David Vincent on vocals and bass and Tim Young on drums alongside guitarist Bill Hudson who has worked in Circle the Circle and Trans-Siberian Orchestra and Ira Black from Metal Church and Lizzie Borden will team up with uh, Atrocity, Vital Remains, and Sadist for the Morbid Fest 2019 European Tour in April.
0: Now why did... uh I thought Morbid Angel was still a thing.
1: They are still a thing, but David Vincent left the band years ago.
0: Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. okay. On uh, Doctor's Orders, guitarist Nicholas Engelin Engl- 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 mm-hmm. will sit out In Flames' upcoming North American tour and will be temporarily replaced by former Megadeth and current Act of Defiance axeman Chris Bodrick. Cool, good replacement, by the way. Yeah, way to go. All right, hashtag No San Antonio date. Coheed and Cambria have announced a major U.S. tour across North America in support of their new album, The Unheavenly Creatures.
0: Can't be that major if it's not coming to
1: San Antonio for reals, especially because of what they have also also lined up here. Because the twenty-six city day, uh, twenty-six city, the Unheavenly Sky tour. We'll see the band performing across a range of venues, from large theaters to outdoor amphitheaters this summer. Special guest Mastodon will join the band, performing its renowned "Crack the Sky" album in its entirety. Every Time I Die will support on all dates.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the lineup.
1: Yeah, just a little bit because I would love to see Mastodon again yeah. performing an album in its whole. Fuckers. Five Finger Death Punch have announced a series of new headlining U.S. shows and festival dates for July. Special guests, including In This Moment, will support on select show dates. Right on. Tom Morello will embark on a U.S. tour in May in support of his recently released solo album, The Atlas Underground. Prior to the run, the Rage Against the Machine and Prophets of Rage guitars will perform at Ultra Music Festival in Miami on March 29th. The 14 date spring trek will launch May 3rd at the Welcome to Rockville Festival in Jacksonville, Florida, and wrap up on May 24th at the end of the Rainbow Festival in George Washington. <laughs> Literally, George Washington. Really?
0: Couldn't come up with anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, come on. Okay.
1: Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson have just confirmed the 2019 leg of their notorious Twins of Evil tour, which Billboard said makes a big rock show feel like not only the right place to be but also the best. This is quote unquote yeah, so produced does. by Live Nation and uh, the, produced by Live Nation. The co-headlining North American t- summer tour, which is uh, subtitled "Hell Never Dies" tour 2019. Kicks off in Baltimore, Maryland on July 9th and makes stops at Rock USA in Oshkosh, Wisconsin and Rockfest in Cadet, Wisconsin. Are they coming here? I did not see that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Pretty much. I would I would like to see Rob Zombie
0: again because he puts on an awesome show. He
1: always does. Oh, I, actually, I, I don't even want to see Rob Zombie. I just want to see John 5 play live.
0: Yeah. I, I think I've seen John
1: 5 play live. He was was he in Marilyn Manson's band the last time we saw him? Might have been. That's that's what I'm thinking. I,
0: I've I've only seen Manson twice, I think. So.
1: All right. Well, anyway, Ozzy Osbourne has canceled his shows in Australia, New Zealand, and Japan as part of his No More Tours Two. No more tours two. Uh, <laughs> Ozzy recently developed pneumonia and has spent time in hospital. Thankfully, he is now through the worst part, says his wife Sharon, also his manager and general, you know. Keeper True um, His doctors have advised That he stay at home To recuperate For a full six weeks With no travel The latest concert cancellations Come two weeks after Ozzy was admitted To the Keek Hos- Hospital Of uh, University Keek Hospital Of University Of Southern California Okay Amid fears he could Develop pneumonia Which is potentially fatal For someone his age
0: You know It's called No More, T- no More Tours too. There's a reason for that <laughs>
1: he keeps on saying, there's so many articles that it's like, all I said is that I'm not touring anymore. It doesn't mean I'm going to stop playing. It's like, you should. Yeah, really? You should. You should have stopped 15 years ago.
0: I mean, as much as I love Ozzy, like, dude, take, take this as a sign.
1: For real. Like, if you're having this much trouble finishing a tour, it, it might be time to call it a day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Killswitch Engage guitarist Joel Strozel. had to leave the band's European tour due to a family emergency Killswitch Engage production stage manager Josh Milik filled in for Joel for a few songs at the final two shows of the band's Trek in Vienna and Prague Uh, other than those few songs that he played on they were performing as a four piece
0: I was going to say I I guess um, what's his name Adam D. Adam D. He was playing by himself. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Sleep and Big Business have announced a spring tour together. Sleep will be touring on their latest album, The Sciences, while Big Business have a new record titled "The Beast You Are" set for an April twelfth release date.
0: Isn't Sleep the side project of some of of somebody?
1: I'm not particularly sure. Mm-hmm. I did cover Big Business for uh, for the podcast a couple of years ago, and I remember mm-hmm. liking them. What a band I really like, Catatonia will celebrate the 10th anniversary of their album Night is the New Day this year with a series of full album performances. In addition to that, Peaceville are preparing to release a deluxe edition of the album on May 17th with new cover art done by Travis Smith, a new 5.1 remix done by Bruce Sword, and new sleeve notes done by Dom Lawson right on now this is very good news because in December of 2017 I think it was they announced that they were taking a short hiatus mm. and this is their comeback from that hiatus hoping on my end for a new album because their last three albums were spectacular
0: yeah well then not they come up with one two years ago
1: the fall of hearts yeah that was yeah that was in 2016 that was the top uh, oh, that, no, was, that was three years ago now so that was a, that was in my top three sh- for that particular month probably number one probably uh, Greta Van Fleet have been forced to postpone the European tour after singer Josh uh, Kiska failed to uh, recover from the upper respiratory infection which led to the earlier cancellation of the band's dates in Australia
0: I mean it's Greta Van Fleet so they can sit there and enjoy their their Grammy win for a little while
1: yep all right, one-offs. San Francisco Bay Area Thrashers of Violence will play an exclusive European reunion show at the Alcatraz Hard Rock and Metal Festival set to take place August 9th through the 10th in Belgium. 9th through the 11th in Belgium. Right on. Def Leppard's second Las Vegas residency will take place this summer. The band will take over Zappos Theater and Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino for 12 explosive nights between August 14th and September 7th. Copy and paste? You better believe it. (laughs) You ready for the next copy and paste one? Check this one out. Due to extraordinary demand. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Aerosmith has announced 17 additional dates for their headlining Las Vegas residency at Park Theater at the new Park MGM Resort. America's all-time top-selling rock and roll band will launch Aerosmith Deuces Are Wild on Saturday, April 6th.
0: So they're just they're just playing at Las Vegas. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's what a residency is. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Like, can, can they go do a final tour <laughs> In, instead of you know and, and, and then and then let Steve Vai go off into the sunset and do country music? Uh, Shudder. <laughs> <sighs>
1: well, here's a cool one. Queen and Adam Lambert will perform at the 91st Academy Awards uh the it was announced uh last week uh the night of first carry wars take place february 24th and air live on abc at 8 p.m so that would be tonight to, isn't
0: it? yeah well the night of recording yeah the night yeah, of recording yeah so that would be last night for those of you who are listening to it on day one who you should be listening to this on day one shut up Lindsay.
1: <laughs> if you tell anyone anyway <laughs> Last but not least here for one off is The Ghost Inside have officially announced their live return with a band booked to play at the Shrine in Los Angeles, California on Saturday, July 13th. The show will be the band's first since a November 2015 bus crash left them with life-changing injuries that took years of recovery to be able to play again. The crash also claimed the lives of both their bus driver and the driver of the other vehicle. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I remember... We've been covering this bus crash for a since long this, time. We
0: started this podcast in August of 2015, so we've yeah. been covering this since... The inception since, yeah. of our
1: podcast, yes.
0: Yeah, it's been... It's, if yeah.
1: you guys are looking for a running theme besides the fact that I can't pronounce shit, it's the Ghost Inside Bus Crash.
0: Yeah, that's that's just rough. Alright, so let's talk about heavy metal in the charts.
1: Yes, sir, yes, sir. So we got some noteworthy points first before we go into it. Uh, according to Billboard, Ghost has landed its third consecutive number one on Billboard's mainstream rock songs airplay chart with its latest single, Dance Macabre. The second single from the band's 2018 album prequel f- follows uh, Rats, which topped the chart for seven weeks beginning last July. Ghost scored its first number one for uh, two weeks in 2017 with Square Hammer, the opening track from its Popstar EP.
0: I think that if... If they had opened their, um, if they had their, their first single was "Dance Macabre," they might have had more of a chance of winning the Grammy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it was it was definitely poppy enough for for
1: radio. Go on. The Blizzard of Oz has been certified quintuple platinum in the U.S. by the R R R I A A after accumulating 5 million certified units. The February 4th recognition comes more than two decades since the LP was certified quadruple platinum on August 15th, of 1997. Also certified on February 4th was Ozzy's 2003 greatest hits album, The Essential Ozzy Osbourne, which went double platinum after accumulating 2 million certified units. That collection was previously certified platinum on March 3rd, 2016.
0: That's uh that's a lot of crazy dream. Whole
1: lot of it, whole lot yeah, of it. Yeah.
0: And I guess I I'm going to guess they they kind of mix up which album is they're they're playing. Yeah. Cuz that's that's definitely a matter of streaming at this For point. For sure. Yeah, For sure. Yeah. Um but still very cool. Um the, the the whole the whole streaming thing as far as counting towards um sales ro- sales has has definitely push some some numbers and this is one of those examples
1: yep alright last but not least, here of noteworthy points because it probably won't be featured on this week's charts but Within Temptation's newest album Resist debuted at number 129 on the top 200
0: so that was that was last week.
1: That was last week's, okay. yes.
0: So we'll see where they, where they fall this
1: week. If they fall this if week. If they fall this week. If they fall this week. So yeah. let's get into the top 200. And as per usual, Dan likes to know the top five. Top five. Number five, or number one, is the new release from Ariana Grande. Thank you, next.
0: Okay, that's not surprising. Not surprising at all. Don't care. Number two is
1: the uh, A Star is Born soundtrack. Okay. Number three is the Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack.
0: Still up there.
1: Number four is Hoodie Season, a boogie with the hoodie.
0: Yeah, I still don't know what that is.
1: Yeah, and number five is Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. Now, the scrolling.
0: <laughs> what kind of bullshit? Now is that?
1: the scrolling, the scrolling. All right, we are scrolling bullshit is that? I don't know. Uh, all right. Queen's greatest hits is at number 32. Okay. We're down from number 30 last week.
0: No, it's still.
1: It's still, still good. in the top 50. It's still in the top 50 here. Queen
0: is one of the greatest bands of all time. Okay. Just. Just. just that's. Everyone
1: right. just needs to kind of accept it. Yeah. Okay. Elton John's Diamonds, his greatest hits collection, or his collection of whatever, 62. Uh, Scrolling. Journey's Greatest Hits is at 75. I should I should get a uh, rawhide on here. Berlin, <laughs> Berlin, Berlin. Berlin. Greatest hits one two and three the platinum collection by Queen is at number eighty three. Right. up from one hundred
0: and forty four. Oh okay, I was I was gonna say we're at eighty three, but then that, we're
1: that... we're probably about to to get see that the Academy Awards are this are this weekend. Yeah, that's true. If um if Rami Malek wins or if the movie wins, we, we might just see a little bit even more of an uptick with Queen. Yeah, in the following weeks,
0: which which is not a problem in any way. Never,
1: of course, but it's just it's just so funny that their music has seen such a resurgence. Uh, like it, they it, needed it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it, no, it, it always happens. They, they, they get played on commercials all the time and everything. I still hear um, "I Want to Break Free" when I go to H E B.
1: Ah, ask the best. All right.
0: The best was here at Rainbow in the Dark at 8 o'clock in the morning at Walmart. That was that, the
1: best. That's pretty awesome. That was the best. Wow. <laughs> you don't hear that very often. No, you don't hear that at Somebody all. Somebody must have been sleeping at the controls of that
0: one. <laughs> Seriously.
1: You, wow. Yeah,
0: you, you don't hear that one.
1: All right. So, anyway, continuing on here, we got Fleetwood Mac Rumors at 89. Wow. Creedence Clearwater Revival at 98. Rounding out of the top hundred is the essential Billy Joel. Uh, Greta Van Fleet is at number one eighteen with the anthem of the peaceful army. Tom Petty's greatest hits, number one twenty two. Thriller. 133. Motherfucker can dance. Motherfucker can dance. Abbey Road, 140. Beatles 1, 145. Greatest Hits by Guns N' Roses at 150. Bob Seger, The Silver Bullet Band, Greatest Hits at 151. Mm. Man. Metallica, The Black Owl, was at 157. From the Fires, Greta Van Fleet, Re-entry into the top 200 at 160. Uh, probably, could,
0: probably because of the, uh, the, Grammy, the Grammy win.
1: Uh, a decade of destruction. Five finger death punch is at 162. Gotcha six. Cut, yo six. The Lego Movie 2. The soundtrack is a new album, really uh, debuting at 169. I saw the movie with the kids last weekend, and it is quite good.
0: Okay, I, I was about to ask you if you saw it yet.
1: Yeah it's quite good it's funny it's a it's a little bit more musical this time around so it's really interesting how they did that Mm. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it Uh, Back in Black is at 174 from 169 The White Album is at 181 Bon Jovi's Grace Hits as a re-entry at 184 Nevermind is at 185 Rolling Stones Hot Rocks is at 186 Leonard Skinner, all time greatest hits, 193. And yeah, that's it for even. Oh, well, we got Jim Croce. That's okay. Photographs and Memories, his greatest hits is a re entry at 197.
0: Okay. Let's talk about hard rock.
1: Hard rock, heavy metal, album charts, counting down from 25, 1x by Three Days Grace. Go away. Just, just 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 go away. Twenty four, Mothership, Led Zeppelin. Okay. Twenty three, Attendance to Hell Slipknot. Twenty two, the reentry of Hendrix uh Experience Hendrix, the Jimi Hendrix experience, Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix. Number twenty one is the self titled album from Chris Cornell. Number twenty is Zeppelin four. Number nineteen is the greatest hits of three doors down. Go away. Number 18 is Meteora by Linkin Park. Number 17 is All the Right Reasons by Nickelback. 16, Aerosmith's Greatest Hits.
0: Quick thing. Have you seen there's there's been a uh, there's been a meme that's been going around lately of uh a baton
1: toss and uh, from going from Nickelback to Imagine Dragons? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh I think they did one after um after the uh Super Bowl for Maroon 5. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I, I've been I've been seeing the one for Imagine Dragons a lot.
1: That's funny. Did we mention Aerosmith's Greatest Hits at number sixteen? Yes. How about the story so far? The best of Def Leppard at number fifteen. No, let's not mention that. Oh, I just did. No. Greatest Hits by Foo Fighters at number fourteen. Okay. Evolution Disturbed number thirteen. Hybrid Theory, Lincoln Park twelve. Amo. Bring me the Horizon, number eleven. That was at number three last week. Greatest hits, uh The Ultimate Collection by Bon Jovi's at number ten. Back in Black's number nine. A Decade of Destruction, Firefright Death Punch at number eight. From the Fires by Greta Van Fleet, number seven, Metallica's Black Owl, number six, Guns N' Roses Greatest Hits, number five, Anthem of the Peaceful Army, Greta Van Fleet, and number one. Two and three belong to Queen.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Get some.
1: Numbers one, two, and three. Two greatest hits records and the Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack is number one.
0: That's right. This is my time. This is my time. So happy.
1: So happy. All right. Well, that rounds out
0: the charts. So let's go on to our discussion. (sighs) <sighs> which is about um, well we we might do this might do this in two parts do the first part which is going to be Grammy winners
1: um, yeah because I think the best favorite worst least favorite we should do next time okay say that for next time
0: okay so then let's stick with uh, the Grammy wins um, you can start by.
1: All right, Greta Van Fleet was honored with a Grammy in the Best Rock Album category for in the pre-telecast ceremony. Uh, the other nominees for the award belong to Alice in Chains, Rainier Fog, Fall Out Boy Mania, Ghost Prequel, uh, and Weezer Pacific Daydream.
0: Okay, I'm surprised that Fall Out Boy is still a thing, personally. Uh-huh. So uh, if they had won, I would have been a little, like, what? Why? Uh-huh. Who? Um... Greta Van Fleet winning is not a surprise in any way considering nope. their their popularity lately even though they they do get a lot of they get I see a lot more hate for them than I do than I do yeah the
1: thing is you see a lot more hate for them from rock fans but general music fans mm-hmm. really enjoy them because this is probably their gateway into rock music yeah you know because these kids are very young mm-hmm. I mean people don't go out of their way to listen to Led Zeppelin as a new music fan anymore. Uh, but if you want a taste of what Les Zeppelin is as a new music fan, you have Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. You know, cuz they are a newer band, they just came out, they're young, you know. Um but you see more hate from them from the the old guard, yeah. I would call it. You know, yeah. we've had this conversation before that heavy metal and hard rock fans are very closed-minded. Yeah. And that's where you see the hate from.
0: Yeah and that's that's where where a lot of that that hate is coming from because you know that's what I what I end up seeing most of
1: yeah cuz um, that's what we follow that's what we have yeah. in our in our timelines and stuff yeah, like that
0: yeah um i would have been surprised if Weezer had won personally um just because i i don't like i like Weezer i just don't see them as a as a band needing a grammy <laughs> you know, um, I would have I would have liked to see Ghost, of course, because I do love that album. But, um, all things considered, you know, obviously it bums me out that Alice in Chains doesn't win.
1: Yeah, of course, it bums me
0: out most. That's that's the thing that 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 I'm upset the most about. And I totally
1: forgot that I listened to that Rainier Fog record this week too. And uh, yeah, good it, shit. It's a good album. Yeah,
0: yeah. But again, they're up against Greta Van Fleet, and not even just their album; they're against their EP.
1: Yeah, that's true. It was the EP, not the actual record.
0: Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's no surprise that Greta Van Fleet wins, but it sucks that you know it's it's at the expense of of somebody I have uh, a band that I have loved since you know since I was a kid. I was going
1: to say since since starting to listen to music almost.
0: Yeah. So it's it's kind of a kind of a shame. But again, we know we know the 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 way things go. Yeah. Um let's go on to the next one.
1: Next one, Chris Cornell was honored with a Grammy in the best rock performance category in the pre telecast ceremony. Uh he was nominated for the song When Bad Does Good from the career spanning box set released by Universal last year. It marks his third Grammy win.
0: I guess the other two were with uh, Soundgarden.
1: I would only assume Soundgarden, maybe.
0: Yes, I think so because uh, uh, I think I did. I think I did some research when I did my my Grammy article. Oh, Okay. Uh, the, you know the, the, the article that that somebody told me to go die for. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It's because of the Deftones. It's because I don't like the Deftones. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. And, they, and they told me to go die.
1: But other nominees for the category were Arctic Monkeys, uh, four out of five, Fever Three Three Three, Made an American, uh, Greta Van Fleet, Highway Tune, and Hailstorm, Uncomfortable. Um.
0: Now, I'm wondering because i I can see I, I could have seen Greta van Fleet or hailstorm win this one yeah for, for sure yeah um i'm surprised i'm I'm a little bit surprised that Chris Cornell won, and I'm wondering if it's a post a posthumous thing, yeah, you know, like that kind of yeah
1: um kind of like a tribute without being a tribute,
0: yeah exactly um because as much as I like Chris Cornell, um, I haven't heard this track, so I can't say much about it. Um, but I'm
1: just—I definitely could have seen Hailstorm walking away with it because they are a pretty rocking band. So yeah,
0: but um, yeah, I don't know much more to say about that because um, I don't know the Arctic Monkeys at all, really. I don't know Fever Three Three Three. Yeah. So I
1: the only reason I keep on hearing the Arctic Monkeys is that I believe that Lars Ulrich was a big fan of theirs and he kept on inviting them into the Orion music festival when that happened. Mm. And he kept on plugging them pretty hard. Gotcha. So
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know enough about those two bands to really say much here as far as their how how they could could contend for it. Um, let's go on to the last one.
1: Last one here is 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 cool. As High on Fire was uh, honored with a Grammy in the Best Metal Performance category in the pre telecast. Mm-hmm. Uh, High on Fire was nominated for Electric Messiah, the title track to two thousand eight to the two thousand eighteen album. So the other nominees in the category were Between the Buried and Me, Condemned to the Gallows, Deaf Heaven, Honeycomb, Trivium, Betrayer, and Under Oath on My Teeth.
0: It seems kind of like. they the the picks for best metal kind of slim like like they like why is under oath on there
1: I, the thing is about this one is that it feels like they they picked five guys from five different genres under the metal umbrella, yeah Because you got high on fire, which is kind of like a almost i want to say sludgy but they're they're a different kind of metal, they're not like Death heaven which is more of like the like a kind of almost extreme metal a little bit of black atmospheric metal involved mm-hmm. Between the Buried and Me is very much more along the lines metalcore, of Metalcore, I guess Yeah uh, Under Oath is more of a metalcore band and Trivium has kind of made yeah. their own path uh, They're not much so much a metalcore band anymore because they kind of got rid of the screaming they sing more so I would almost put them in, under the category of thrash or traditional heavy metal Yeah so they really just picked and choosed, like five different categories of metal and put it in the metal category to try and diversify it as much as possible. It feels like.
0: But plenty came out last year that they could have. You know, I don't know. I, I, the, the the way they the way they pick these things is kind of strange. I I
1: I, I don't even know how they pick them. It's like, do they just like put their names in a hat?
0: I. Who
1: knows? You know, I mean it's
0: it's gotta go through some sort of some sort of criteria, I I guess. And I
1: also think that it's not like the the academy picks the songs, it's like the bands and the record labels put these songs in for consideration. Mm -hmm. Just like movies go into consideration for the Oscars. You have to put it in there. It's not just somebody in the academy is like, Oh, that was a good movie. Let's put that in there. No, that's not how it works. There's there's at least from what I understand, you actually have to put names in in for consideration, and there's campaigning and stuff like so, that.
0: So then there must be. A, um, there, I would. I would hope that the lack of some bands on those lists is a matter of
1: like people not giving a fuck.
0: Exactly. It's like why bother. So you know, and then
1: a, again, they might just be trying to pick different bands. Is like you can't put Metallica, Megadeth. And these these uh, old hats in there every single year. No, you can't. So you have to try and get more people involved. And if you really want bands to take to care about it, you have to put different bands in every time. But then you also have to try and fucking televise the son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, well, when you put them on the pre-telecast, then, nobody's going to care.
0: They're, they're, they're never going to do that. Uh, speaking of things that they're never going to do and, and, and not showing certain things... Um, you you made a note in here about
1: yes in the every award show ever has an in memoriam section of the people who who passed away in that previous year and of course the grammys excluded Vinnie paul yeah and i believe and i'm pretty sure this happens every single time a meta musician passes away they are never recognized by the grammy in memoriam section i can almost guarantee dio probably wasn't Peter Steele. Probably. You know, the, the, it's just like... And,
0: and, and he wasn't the only one that, that passed away this year. We Oh, no, we, yeah, we've we, covered a lot. We, we
1: cover plenty of death, But one of, one of the biggest names in heavy metal, yeah. you know, a music genre.
0: And a band that has topped the Billboard charts before.
1: Yes. Like, we're talking about a very popular musician, excluded uh, from the In Memoriam section. Yeah. Just flat out ignored which yeah. is just disappointing. You know, it just goes to show what these people care about yeah. or what they don't really. Yeah. So, it just in general it just feels like there's this a lack of either knowledge or just a lack of care for a rather large genre of music that's been kicking around a lot longer than some of these other ones that they're celebrating so highly.
0: Yeah. So, it's 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 another it's another slap in the face to to metal which is not unusual at this point uh yeah i mean you can't say you're surprised no i'm not honestly. surprised at all but honestly. just disappointed yeah
1: it's like your parents like i'm not mad at you i'm just disappointed it's like even worse <laughs> So so I got uh, I got that one, so that was that was heartbreaking.
0: <laughs> so so the Grammys we're not mad at you. We're just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right in the fields. Yeah, they don't give a shit about <laughs> Shred, like, Oh yeah, my god, d- these
1: two douchebags in San Antonio are so hurt, we gotta change things up. I'm like, no.
0: <laughs> these two butthurt little little bitches. <laughs> no. Uh,
1: but they, they can that... literally say to get off our couch and do something about it. Not I'm good. No, we're
0: good. we're 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 doing we're doing plenty. We're doing, we're doing as much as we can with what we have to to push metal uh, as much as we can. So shut up, <laughs> stupid Grammys. Um, so on that note, we make our curtain call because Warrior needs a nap. Badly. fucking A he does. Yeah. Warriors already got food. He needs a nap. Yeah. Uh, So until next time, I'm Dan Mack. And this is Chris Mack. And we are the slime.